Hunting season is right around the corner, and just like hunters need to be trained in gun safety, they also need to be trained in food safety. I'm here with Jeff Sindelar, UW-Madison professor and extension meat specialist. And Jeff, what can hunters do with venison this season once they have it? Yep, so hunters have the option of either doing all um, of of their venison processing at their homes or themselves. Hunters can also uh, have all that done at a small meat processing establishment who provides that service uh, or a combination. Some hunters elect to do uh, all the work themselves, uh, and in doing so, they may, you know, um, cut loin chops and roasts and tenderloins and shoulder roasts and so forth. Uh, if they have a little more experience and, and a little more adventurism, they may do some further processing. Maybe they'll make some um, fresh uh, sausages, uh, venison sausages, such as uh, breakfast sausage or bratwurst and so forth. If some have more equipment and capability, they may even do some, some, some further processing, such as making uh, things like whole muscle jerky or even a variety of smoked and cooked sausages like summer sausage and snack sticks and, and cooked bratwurst and, and, and things of that nature. Sometimes, uh, or often, hunters also like to utilize uh, small meat processors that are equipped to do this and do this on a regular basis and are very and are very, very good at doing it. And that's one of the main reasons why many deer hunters just prefer to uh, take their venison to a uh, meat process establishment to uh, process for them. And Jeff, processing spots have been hard to come by over the last year, especially with those small processing facilities. So if field dressing is really the only option, are there any guidelines you suggest in the harvesting process this hunting season? Yeah, so field dressing is, is not horribly difficult, one just has to remember a few key aspects of it. So if, if you think about meat or field dressing, so essentially you have the hide of the deer that has you know dirt and debris and in many cases some bacteria or the potential for bacteria. Um, some, many of those harmless, but some can be uh, dangerous. They can right, make one ill. And then you have the inside part of, of the deer, you know, where the um, stomach and, and intestinal tract and, and, and some of those components are, and those are also full of debris, right, food and food stuff, as well as lots of bacteria. So the idea or the goal is to take the hide off uh, and remove all the internal organs and do it in a way that you are not contaminating the meat because basically if you think about you know deer is like a sandwich right the outside of the deer the hide is the one one piece of bread the inside of the deer the stomach intestinal tract you know all those organs are the other piece of the bread and then you've got the sandwich meat right that's in between that sandwich meat is essentially sterile it's really removing that outside piece of bread, the inside piece of bread, and doing it in a way that you are not contaminating or you're you're trying to minimize the contamination of that inside part of that sandwich, a.k.a. the meat. And how can you tell if a deer is safe to eat? Yeah, that's a great question. So the best thing that you can do to determine if a deer is safe to eat is just use some common sense, right? So if you see things that are visually not quite right or don't seem quite right, Right. Usually, your gut instinct is pretty good instinct. So, if you think, if you see some off colors or you know something in the air of the deer where it's like, golly, that just doesn't seem quite right. You know, everybody, or I would imagine most everyone who hunts deer, also eats meat. So, use some of those 
you know, use, use some of that knowledge, right? When you go to a supermarket or grocery store, if you have, have, your, have your animals, you know, processed somewhere, right? Kind of follow the same principles, right? If you see something that doesn't look, look quite right, it probably isn't quite right. And then also use your uh, other senses, right? Your smell. So if something doesn't smell quite right, just as, you know, in your other normal meat world, um, it probably is a sign that maybe something isn't quite right. And then uh, hopefully it doesn't get to this, but sometimes you can rely on your taste, right? So if you do have venison and you are cooking at home and something just doesn't taste quite right, that's also a good sign to, you know, stop and pause and, 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 and maybe do some further investigation to see if that deer is wholesome to eat. And the weather looks like it'll be just below freezing for opening weekend, but if we do see some warmer days, what should hunters be aware of? Yeah, that's one of the probably one of the biggest challenges with deer hunting, uh, especially regarding field dressing as well as processing, right? So just like food or meat, the adage that we live by is that life begins at 40, which means 40 degrees Fahrenheit, which means bacteria, most bacteria start to grow when the temperatures are above 40 degrees, 40 degrees temperature of the meat, right? So after you uh, harvest your deer, it's really important to try to chill that deer down below 40 degrees or two or below 40 degrees as soon as possible. And when the weather is less than 40 degrees, that's ideal. You really want to try to do that within, you know, 10, 12 hours, like an overnight thing. And if the temperatures don't get, the uh, outside temperatures don't get down to 40 degrees, well, then we have to think about what are the ways can we chill that that deer carcass down as quickly as possible. Some of us have uh, refrigeration, right, coolers that we can actually hang the deer in, which is awesome. And sometimes uh, we have to be a little bit creative. So uh, many people, right, when the temperatures are warmer outside, will We'll use bags of ice and actually fill the body cavity of the, of, of the deer with bags of ice, which is, you know, effective. Another great thing to do is actually use fans. So use a house fan or a box fan and place it, direct it onto that carcass, because as heat comes to the surface, if you remove that quickly, just like a, a nice cool winter breeze or a fall breeze does, it cools things off. It actually removes removes that heat quicker. So uh, if the temperatures are, are above 50 and you don't have a big deer cooler, then utilize you know, maybe some bags of ice on the inside of the, of, of the carcass as well as grab a couple fans and point them at the carcass and try to keep the carcass out of the sun in the shade and in the coolest place as possible and uh, you know, do your very best to get it chilled down, cut up, and then um, further chilled down if you've got some room in your refrigerator or, or neighbor's refrigerator or something like that. So if we are processing deer at our own homes, is there anything that you can think of that we can keep in mind, any tips or tricks that you have? Sure. So there's some very basic things that can actually be really, really helpful, really, really important, right? We've already talked about, you know, deer can have bacteria on the outside and inside, and, right, we want to minimize how much that bacteria gets onto the meat during the field dressing as well as removing the hide. But then when we're ready to start either boning the deer out or starting to cut steaks and roasts and, you know, do some of those further processing things, it's important to think about sanitation, right? So just like in your kitchen, start with clean utensils, clean cutting boards, clean knives, clean equipment, and then have some, you know, some bleach water or some sanitizers or something nearby 
to right try to keep yourself as clean as possible. I personally like to wear gloves when I'm when I'm doing further processing. I try to be organized and have enough room so that we can spread things out, and then just being cognizant of making sure that we don't cross contaminate and uh, being just very very careful with you know trimming any extra parts such as hair and fat that were still on the carcass during the um, field dressing process. That's Jeff Sindelar, UW-Madison professor and extension meat specialist who says food safety protocols like keeping surfaces clean, avoiding cross-contamination, and following chilling guidelines are essential in making sure the meat you harvest this hunting season is safe to eat. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Taylor Schaefer.